be 100 people all around in 99, I believe. 100 people, and there could be a war room. 100 people in a room, we can have a 99. There could be 100 people in a room, maybe there is right now, and 99 won't believe in you. But all you need is just for one person to believe. folks to the 100th episode of the haunted heart podcast 100 one one hundo zero 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 two zeros two zeros on it we are triple yeah triple digits on that ass. triple passing yep. out hundred with ben franklin style you know ben franklin used to sit in front of his window like naked and he would open his window and sit in a chair just butt ass naked and call it an air bath an air bath? An air bath. See, I think I so that just sounds like he was really ahead of the curve because that sounds like some shit you see on like these social media like Insta stars mm-hmm. that's going on. Like that one lady who goes around and what is she? She bathes her vagina in sun. Oh, I thought you were talking about the people who were um uh doing that with their butthole. Oh yeah, no, no, it was her butthole. They were like It was the were, butthole. They were like sunning their sunning asshole. their butthole i think that's how you get skin cancer pretty much i mean i would you would think and or possibly rectal cancer that's like a two in one <laughs> on the bingo card of cancer it's not it's that's not a double really whammy good. it's not i wonder if she put sunscreen on it that would probably defeat the purpose i would think right no because i think that they think that they can like absorb energy from the sun through their asshole while just simultaneously sounding like an asshole. Yeah, Marco Polo wrote about that. If you don't believe my, me, he my thing did. is is that the skin around that area just seems to be very sensitive. sensitive. Yeah. Uh, so I don't I don't know that I would want you know UV radiation. It is UV, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anywhere near that area, honestly, I don't even like it just regularly, much less on my fucking asshole hmm but i mean true but we're kind of prudes yeah but i think my legs would get i don't know that yeah no i just don't think that that would be fun unless you could do like a doggy style but then you need like a strap to separate your cheeks because you can't have your you can't do that with your arms like yeah you gotta i think that i think it involves like specialized furniture honestly probably well, welcome to the show, folks. Speaking if of assholes. you're new to us, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of assholes, my name's Kenny. My name's Katie. And we're here. We're your hosts for the show. If you're new, welcome. We love you. Glad to see you. Happy to see you. <laughs> happy to see you. Or, I mean, we don't see you because you're not here. Um, I see you. I'm looking at you right now. Wow. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Uh,. And, you know, if you're longtime fans, then, you know, if you're there for, with us from the very beginning, then God bless you, man. <laughs> if you've been hanging around here for 100 episodes, good on you. Good for you. Good we love on you. And we appreciate it. But we yes, do. welcome to the show. Yeah. So this week's episode is going to be a little bit different. So if you are new, just know that this is a bit different than our usual uh, content style. You could say. <laughs> do we have a content style? I think we do. 
Um, I'd like to know what that is. It's trash talent. We spoke about this in episode three, I think. I think that's correct, yeah. Episode three. I don't know. I just pulled a number out of my I'm ass, pretty sure it's honestly. episode three. Maybe three episode two. Three sounds good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that we're, our format's going to be a little bit different um, today than it usually is. Usually each week we will talk about a paranormal subject or we will talk about a horror topic or we will talk about a true crime case and we will uh tell the story and then we will discuss it Uh, and then we will toss the mic to you and want to know what you think about it on our social medias however today we are going to do something a little bit different we thought for 100 episodes we would give you guys an opportunity to ask us a bunch of questions about ourselves and about the show and about whatever the fuck you want to know um, so we put the hit out, so to say, on Facebook and Instagram, and we have sourced a bunch of great questions, and we are going to get into that a little later on. We will be doing a bit of a case today, just because, mm-hmm. you know, we got to keep it spooky, um, yeah. but we're doing kind of like a mini case and then a Q&A. So if Q&As aren't your thing, sorry. You're still getting content. I mean, listen, <laughs> you're still getting the trash. Or is it, are they getting the talent first and then just skipping out on the It's trash? really all mixed in. I view it as like a like a smoothie, like thoroughly blended trash mm-hmm. and talent together. Yep. But sipped out of a reusable straw. It's true. It's very important. We want to protect the turtles. Yes, definitely. But before we get into all of that, I do believe we have two people that we are welcoming into this family of ours that we have uh we have two stay spooky squad members to pull on in so we gonna be doing an invocation well two invocations true well technically i'm doing one and you're doing one yep we are so we're gonna do two do you want to go first yeah i can go first i can go first that's cool you know do you want I think I started the episode. The episode. The episode. I think I started the episode today, so I think I should go. Amazing. You should um, work on that accent. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I will. That's how I'm going to start the episodes from now on. Um, so, yes, I'm going to start us out uh, with a very special person by the name of Sarah R., who is joining the Stay Spooky Squad. And tonight, I am invoking Stay Spooky Squad member Bunny L. All right, my darklings, your candles are lit and they'll burn bright in between us throughout the episode, but forever and always in our dark dark decrepit little hearts in betwixt us in betwixt the two of us you shall sit (laughs) and listen to us as we tell the spooky stories speaking of spooky stories why don't you why don't you get on into your case tell me a story sugar i do i do so i found this it's kind of topical you know i'm a homosexual so you know i love to be topical right (laughs) you know i'm a homosexual (laughs) for those of you who are new and you didn't know now you know but you know I love to be topical. Like nothing, like it's kind of, I would almost say it's like a fetish. 
You do. You do enjoy it. I love being topical. You do enjoy it. There are some times where I look at things and I'm like, ooh, if this episode releases on this date, maybe I could find something that actually happened on this date Mm -hmm. to talk about. Mm-hmm. I did that recently. I don't remember for what, but it was recently. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> kind of like how recently you uh, referenced an abandoned mine in Arizona at the end of a story about an abandoned mine in Nevada. I never Nevada. <laughs> said. I know. Here's the thing. I never, never I said. I never said I was a role model. <laughs> well, that too. But <laughs> I never once. I just said it could. there could be an abandoned mine. In Arizona. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is. Who is this pudgy white man on your screen? Ain't he fabulous? I mean, the he is, but is he topical? Because <laughs> Tell me why he's topical. I'm going to tell you why he's topical. So his name uh, is <laughs> Joseph Brown. Nope, it's not Joseph Brown. It's Joseph Elwell. <laughs> um, so I found this little... Um, I found this story. Uh, this is a case that actually happened in 1920. So it's... 100 years ago. Oh, my God. This case uh, happened 100 years ago. Oh, my well, God. No, so here's the thing. No, here's my thinking. Because, because a lot of podcasts for their 100th episode, they always try to do crime episodes involving 100-year-olds. Here's the thing. That's sad as fuck. It's super sad. People do that? Yes. Carl, that's sad. Yeah. Girl, like the like the victim is a hundred. I'm pretty sure I have a tab here where what where that is the case, but I decided Damn. not to go to that tab. How today. about we not? I mean, if you're killing somebody who's a hundred, well, on. the 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 one that I was looking at was a 98 year old who killed a 100 year old in the nursing home. Damn. Yeah. How? Well, uh, with a plastic bag over the head. Jesus. Yeah. But I bet that bag was from Aldi. Probably. But no, on my computer screen sits this fabulous man in his... I just remembered uh, Aldi doesn't have... Uh, they have reusable bags, don't they? No, they don't have bags, I don't think. Wow. <laughs> They're the one grocery store that doesn't have bags. <laughs> you know who does have bags? Who? Us. Under our eyes. It's true. From 100 episodes of this. You do, from trying to start this case. Well, if I would... You know, if there wasn't someone interrupting me constantly... <laughs> Then maybe we could, but For if we're looking on my baby. computer screen right now, we have this fabulous man, mm-hmm. right, in his little uh, straw hat, whatever you want to call it, his little 1920s it's hat. It's like a flat top hat. I uh-huh. like that hat. It's Look, a strong hat. he's got hat. a little glove right here. He's got his hand just so delicately placed onto the Those the are beach. driving gloves. Well, it's still a glove. Mm-hmm. They're classy. Yes. So this man, Joseph or Joe... Oh, well. And also, I'm not, um, this article, I, I didn't write it. I'm just reading directly from this article. So I have to put out there, thank you to Vocal.media and to the writer of this, who goes by the name of Skunk Uzakai. <laughs> so Skunk Uzakai is, uh, is an androgynous pothead and a hard partier. When they aren't drinking and causing trouble, they're writing articles about the fun times they have. So you don't say. So thank a, you to Skunk. Pothead? Probably, <laughs> I mean, just saying. But thank you to Skunk for this yeah. content that uh, we are delivering you. to you. I mean, also, you sound like a good time. Give me a call. Pretty much, <laughs> yes. So, 
we are taking it back to the 1920s. We've got this man. We've got New York City. Uh, so Joe kind of started off as a lower middle class salesman. But he had some natural charm to him. He had his wits about him. You know what I mean? You know that type of guy, right? Mm-hmm. He ain't got shit, but wants people to think he got shit, right? Okay. Okay. Um, and he had managed to get him uh, himself uh, invited into this young men's club as a bridge player. And within a matter of years, his natural knack for the game and his uh, charming uh, persona got him into some of the higher social circles. Mm-hmm. He became known as a regular winner in money clubs throughout the area and quickly became exposed to some of the most powerful people in America. That's the power of bridge for you. There you go. A skill <laughs> a skill lost on our youth today. I yeah. Too Could, much TikTok and not enough bridge playing. <laughs> so uh, after meeting uh, socialite Helen Derby, he was able to marry into a high society that included names like the Roosevelts as in-laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, using her social ties, Derby helped Elwell become a famous writer and tutor, all the while keeping his fame as a world-class bridge player. <laughs> and it didn't take too long for Mr. Elwell to be known as the Bridge King of Manhattan. What? A title. I mean. Truly. What a title. Yeah. So he, had, like, for the most part, he had a pretty sweet life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he, you know, married into some money. He's got a little, you know, got a little clout. Mm-hmm. We're good, right? Somehow I'm thinking that it's not going to stay that mm. way because we're talking about him on this show. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. You think about some sometime in the future, someone might say that about us. <laughs> Yeah. It didn't turn out too well I, I for them. I think about it every day, actually. So, yes, he did die. But prior to his death, he was the type of man who was considered to be uh, very scandalous. Scandalous. Mm-hmm. Well, he was a bridge player. True. Um, you know, those bridge players, they're always uh, a little extra spicy. Yeah. Well, it was that spice that kind of um, caused him to be hated, and he kind of was... Became a little notorious, I guess, in the bridge circles oh, okay. <laughs> at the time. Okay. Um, so, you know, with playing bridge comes gambling, which, you know, alone would be enough to make some serious enemies, right? Especially back then. Like, I mean, even today, but like, especially, you know, people and their gambling. Shit yeah. gets tough, man. So, after all, owing money to the wrong people can easily get you hurt or even killed. And again, this was just as true now as it was back then. However... There was one thing that Elwell liked even more than gambling. He liked his women. I mean, who can blame him? Uh huh. So he kind of became known around New York City, uh, primarily because he would often have flings with married women and much younger girls. And I don't know what they mean by much younger, but I'm concerned. I'm concerned because much younger girls in 2020 has a different connotation than much and younger much, girls in yeah, 1920. Yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah. So he, you know, started gaining a bit of a reputation. Um, and so he had a lot of uh, spurned mistresses. There were angry husbands, enraged fathers, a lot of people who could really, who would really want to see him just fucking dead, mm-hmm. go down in flames, so they say. Um, and it was easy to see how Elwell got so many women into his arms. He was known for a pearly white smile. He had a 
thick head of hair, and for being able to make women swoon with his, quote, larger-than-life personality. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about something else. No. You said larger-than-life. No. Um, his wife apparently was well aware of what was going on with him and these other women. Um, you know, it takes an iron will to be the wife of the bridge king of Manhattan. <laughs> I've I would stepped so. on a million women to get here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this dramatized. I want to see the movie of this. <laughs> uh, this was, act- well, this man actually did kind of somewhat inspire something. Oh. Um, so, but eventually the two separated. And um, so then oh, Elwell damn. was pretty much like, I guess she didn't give a shit about being the, the bridge queen. The bridge to the queen king. of Manhattan, yeah. Um, she was like, fuck that. So he was like, all right, well, I guess I get all the pussy now, hmm. right? Um, so with most murder mysteries, there are signs that something is not well with the victim. Many victims have serious altercations with people. There's feuds. Uh, people even claim to have warned about their behavior from intimidating people. And Joe was known for making enemies due to his... Again, philandering. Philandering, gambling-prone ways. Um, Yeah, it sounds like having an altercation is just like a normal Saturday for him. mm -hmm. Well, yeah. But it was clear that at least one person had not forgiven him for his transgressions because there were no serious indicators prior to his death. So, on June 11th, 1920, Elwell was discovered by his housekeeper, dead with a gunshot wound to the head Mm. being the parting playboy that he was elmwell decided to seize the hot summer night and have some fun so he went off to the ritz carlton hotel very classy (laughs) sorry for i'm very sorry for a second you were like he was found shot Uh uh-huh dead and then you were like being the player that he was he decided to head off and enjoy the hot summer night and i was like wait but he's dead well that was prior i know i know i just like going back for some reason i just (laughs) i just had this like vision of him like like just straight up yes yes (laughs) and i was like wow some bridge king No, he, I just, he comes to life like Jon Snow did, like King of the North yeah. style. Like he just fucking yeah, rises just, up. I, sorry. He was like, there's bridge to be played in this town. There's bridge to be played and there's pussy as well to be played with. Mm-hmm. So he ain't giving up that easy. But no, prior to this, so he had went off to the Ritz-Carlton Hotel to dine with the newly divorced Viola Cross. What a name. <laughs> right? What a name. Love it. Absolutely love it. So glamorous. You don't just, you don't see names like that That's anymore. what I'm going by from now on. <laughs> so shortly after they dined, um, they had drank and, you know, they were filling themselves. They went to see the uh, the Midnight Frolic show. I don't know what that is, but. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> it does. I, I know what that is. And yeah, so nothing seemed um, out of place during their time when they were out. So by 2.30 a.m., he had gotten back home via a taxi. He then took a short nap and made a couple of short phone calls, the last of which occurred at 6.09 a.m. and 7.09. The famous bridge player was seen picking up the newspaper from his doorstep. So Marie Larson, who was Elwell's Swedish housekeeper, was in for the shock of her life when she set about cleaning everything. 
She unlocked the front door, walked in, and set about her cleaning, but something just wasn't quite right. The first strange thing that she noticed was that the door to the living room was locked from the inside. Even so, she shrugged and unlocked the door. Then, she saw her employer sitting in a chair. She greeted him, as always. <laughs> this is just funny to me, knowing the fact that he's dead, and she's just, like, walking in. It's like, what's up? Why are you going to unlock a locked door, though, sus? I guess she was the maid, so she just was trying to get her shit done. She was I like, reckon. I got to work. She's like, look, I have to dust this room. I don't have time for this bullshit. So she greeted him, as always, um, knowing that he was a very friendly and jovial person, but he didn't respond. Hmm. So worried, she walked over to him and then let out a gasp. So in this chair was a balding man, old, toothless, and feeble-looking. Dying of a gunshot wound to the head. Please note, I said dying. In his lap was the newspaper neatly folded beneath his hands. She didn't recognize the stranger in the chair. He looked nothing like the dashing Elwell she knew. On further inspection, Marie realized that the man in the chair was none other than Joseph Elwell. Minus the wigs and the dentures that he wore. Damn. She immediately ran to the police. You know what I would have done? <laughs> and what? I went and got that baby's wig and put it on his head so he could go with pride. Uh-huh. And you see, you know, because they said he had pearly whites and he had a, he- a thick-ass head full of uh-huh. hair. She was probably like, what the fuck? Probably so. Mm. So, defying all odds, Elwell wasn't dead by the time the police had arrived at his Damn. house. I mean, honestly, he was really <laughs> hanging on for that bridge game. Hell he was yeah. like, I've got a bridge game <laughs> at seven. So um, they transported him to the nearest hospital where he did die, um, oh. unable to say a single word about who did this to him. Joseph's murder was unlike anything that the New York Police Department had ever seen in real life. His body was found in a room that was locked from the inside with no reports of anyone going in or out of the room. More alarmingly, he was shot at point-blank range with a 45 caliber gun. Despite the close range and the fact that he'd obviously been aware of the fact that he was going to be shot, there was no sign of a struggle in the room. A single bullet was placed on the table in front of him, and the cartridge that held the bullet was later found on the floor. Though the bullet and cartridge were found, there was no sign of the gun anywhere. From what police could deduce from the blood splatters, the assailant had to be crouched in front of Elwell when the gun was fired. So it's clear that Elwell likely had seen the gun before he died. It became clear that Elwell probably knew his killer, and even so, things just didn't make sense. Who would he invite in at such an early hour? Why would this man ignore someone pointing a gun at him while he's opening his fucking mail reading his newspaper? New York Police Department quickly set upon the case, but soon found that things were increasingly confusing. They also realized that his reputation for womanizing was very well earned, and that he had far more enemies than people initially believed. They had found a massive collection of lingerie in his bedroom, all of which belonged to the women that he bedded. Hmm. Along with it was a love list of 50 different women. Complete with their names, numbers, and 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 notes about them. 
I'm kind of wondering if he was a Virgo. Like, um, it's seeming very much. He's got a list. There's notes. There's it's like color coded. Like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so police also were stunned to see the amount of wealth that Elwell had in his home. Inside, cops found large piles of cash, jewelry, as well as a a, a Rembrandt painting. Yes, um, Dutch none painter. Of, yeah, none of the pricey items in his home were touched, suggesting that his murder was the act of a personal vendetta. Assuming that his murder may have been the work of an unhinged lover, the police interviewed every woman on that list. At one point, his ex-wife Helen became a prime suspect in the case. Within a short period of time, it became clear that Helen Derby and every other woman police questioned was deemed innocent what a shame helen is such a good name for an ex-wife it really is helen my ex-wife helen so to try to get to the bottom of the locked room mystery the police made an attempt to dust for fingerprints um the only fingerprints that were found around the house were those of joseph and marie larson and the case remained as cold as ever um in terms of suspects the police were totally flooded it could have literally been anyone in new york city between his lovers, uh, possibly sore bridge losers, uh, angry fathers of the daughters that he bedded, and pissed off husbands, police were unable to find, um, were able to find around a thousand different potential suspects. Mm. Um, so between his scandalous dealings, his notoriety as the bridge king of Manhattan, and the fact that he had so many enemies in high places, it's easy to see why the murder of Joseph Elwell captivated the media. Newspapers around the country swarmed on his brownstone house and begged the police for details. Unfortunately, all the digging appeared for naught. No additional clues ever came forth as to who may have been his murderer. And a couple of years later, one man came forth claiming that he was the one who shot Joe Elwell. However, upon further questioning, it became clear that he was unhinged. Hmm. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, and never actually met the man. Hmm. And then after the confession, the case remained cold. And so that's kind of where it ends. It's an un... A cold it, case. It's a cold case over 100 years old. And Joseph, we solved it for our 100th episode. <laughs> Joseph Elwell. This is, this is direct from what I'm reading here. From this Skunk. Is brilliant. From Skunk. DFS. Direct from Skunk. Uh-huh. So let me just read. This is the very last part of this is is brilliant. So Joseph may have been slightly famous before he died, but after his murder, he became immortalized as a literary character and also helped revive the locked room mystery trope. It's common knowledge that his murder was the inspiration for the mystery novel, The Benson Murder Case. But that's not the only way that Elwell's death reignited the writing. Uh, Skunk wrote Wold, W-O-L-D, but I'm going to assume it's world. <laughs> but it says wold here. Got it. I don't know if wold is an actual word, but wold. wold. Rumor has it that F. Scott Fitzgerald became fascinated by Joe's life, personality, and murder, modeled Jay Gatsby that's, after him. That's the book that I thought you were going to say it inspired. Yes. Yeah. Considering his lower class upbringing, his party hardy personality, and his womanizing, it's easy to see the similarities and my favorite part here is so while he may not have been a model man he was a model murder victim nonetheless (laughs) (laughs) just something about that last part he may not have been model man he may not have been a model citizen but 
he was great at the trash that he that he knew. And it kind of just reminded <laughs> me of us knew. a little bit. Oh, God. Kind of just reminded me of us. Please don't turn us into murder victims, though. Um, Here's the thing. Just a quick, just quick, just want to throw it out there. Jay Gatsby, yeah. not a womanizer. He loved Daisy. Okay. With everything he fucking had. And okay. it hurt so much. Okay. And it's not going to be okay. These aren't my words. Just throwing that out there. Just saying, you need, to, you need to direct that to skunk <laughs> immediately. To skunk. Well, thanks for that. That was good. That's I just good. thought it was an interesting little 100 year old mystery. It's never been solved and um, interesting. I don't really know. Like, do you think that the maid did it? She's the one that had a key. I don't think she did it. Uh, it, it would be, I would need more information in order to believe that the house staff would do that because you are effectively shooting your paycheck so like why would you do that um unless she was a jealous lover yeah i don't see it um i don't know it was probably somebody he fucking beat at bridge it was probably some like super <laughs> bridge nerd that was like really obsessed some bridge edgelord yes yes <laughs> from the That's 1920s wearing that same straw hat or helen just throwing it out there fucking or helen who knows do you know <laughs> if you've solved the case you can email us <laughs> email us at the if, podcast solved, if you have solved a 100 year old case then you just let us know because that would be great yeah, absolutely but yes. All right. Do we want to get into the Q&A? A I think bit of, it would be fun. A little bit of Q&A. I think that it would be fun. So this is, um, and so this is, I'm really excited for this, actually. Yeah. I, I like. Um, You're excited for people to ask you questions about yourself? Because yeah. the last time that we tried this on the, no. that on the podcast, like several. No. Several episodes ago, it didn't work out. No. Here's the thing. Just don't ask me anything about me. I think these questions are just all about us, though. What? Did you misunderstand? <laughs> I misunderstood the, well, the assignment. <laughs> well, let's get... I misunderstood the assignment, ma'am. Uh, let's get started, then. Okay, so, do you want to start with the first one and then go uh, back yeah, and forth? Yeah, I'm going. You go. I'm charging forward. I mean, we can just kind of take it as it comes. Just take it on the chin. <laughs> uh, so, I usually prefer it around the nose, but that's So, fine. from Jessica... Ooh, that's the worst. If you're not prepared... Just choking to death. Um, Jessica J said, uh, so this isn't, Jessica J also misunderstood the assignment because this isn't a question. <laughs> so I'm not sure what to say, but it says, uh, come to the Midwest and visit Nebraska. I have booze. I think, I think this was her way of saying that we needed to come to Nebraska. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> ah, cryptic. I know this Do is her think? way of asking if we <laughs> have plans to come to Nebraska or the Midwest. Uh, well, so we're not exactly coming to Nebraska just yet. I mean, we would love we would love to play a fucking comedy club in Nebraska. If you know a comedy club in Nebraska. Or if you are a comedy club in Nebraska, if you are a comedy club, we would love to. Uh, we'd love to play there. So after the quarantine's over, um, let's fucking let's rock and roll. If you want us to come to you, 
give us give us the hookup find a local spot and we will come there yeah um and we will drink your booze and it will be fabulous um however so we're not gonna be in nebraska but we will be in arizona hopefully we are chaos magicing this all the way Uh uh-huh so we're just leaning in we're gonna say we are gonna be in arizona we will be at mad monster we will be at Mad Monster. We will Arizona. be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna say if. I'm gonna say when. We will be there in June. We will be. Specifically, uh, if you are interested, we will be there June 19th through the 21st. Uh, it's the Mad Monster Convention in Arizona. You said it's like near Phoenix, right? Glendale, Arizona. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Better Fabulous. yet, why don't you just go to Google Mad Monster and get <laughs> that exact information uh, so I don't tell you wrong, actually. But there's going to be a lot of really cool people there. They've got lots of great headliners. Um, I believe Nev Campbell is set to be there, Doug Bradley, um, several people from the cast of Scream. So oh, yeah. I'm really excited. And some really cool fucking vendors. Um as well like lots of people that um we love to support that have small businesses um that usually operate um like on instagram and stuff like that love pain and stitches is going to be there um rock and horror apparel different different uh, brands that we support personally um so we're really excited to be in that space with them yeah fuck yeah so check that out Uh, i think the website's madmonster.com if you're interested yeah all right. So, uh, next one's you. Next one is me. I'm up from AVK. Um, if you could be quarantined with any person, past, present, famous, family, literally anyone, who would it be and why? I'm going to pass that one off to you first. The fuck? <laughs> it's your question. You have to answer I it. I thought we would both answer it. Well, yeah, but you go first. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Any any person, any past, person. present, famous, if I could be quarantined, that's hard. I'm not going to do family because like, that's like, I mean, you guys don't fucking know my family, so like it wouldn't be. No, it most definitely you. wouldn't be family. Um, See, this is hard because like you said quarantined, which means I have to stay with this person. There's right? a particular kind of caring for a person that you have to have. Like, you know what I mean? Like you might think Ariana Grande is cool. Like you might want to have dinner you with her. Live with or Ariana Grande for like 24/7 uh-huh. for weeks on end. Uh-huh. I think the answer's I, no. Maybe I would maybe say Gordon Ramsay. Oh, cuz you you want him to feed you. Yes. Feed and then also like just I would just he's hilarious to to listen. <laughs> But he would be yelling at you, though, because you would be the only one there. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't be funny. I would love it. <laughs> I would love for him to call me an idiot sandwich. Oh, God. What about you? A Dolly Parton. I think oh, I would go with Dolly Parton. great. Damn. Good for snuggling. You know, you she don't can get some good meals out of you. it. I know she can read. <laughs> she can read. I meant that, like, <laughs> no, I think what she's doing during quarantine is she's, like, reading to people yes. online. Yeah. So she would read to you. Mm-hmm. I know she can good. read. It would be good. I think it would be, I think it would be the, I think it would be such a revolutionary journey of the soul. I could pick mm. a number of hot dudes, but I think I would pick Dolly Parton so that she could teach me how to how to be more 
than what I am. <laughs> Let me make an amendment. I'll You go with Dolly Parton. I'll go with Elvira. You just changed your fucking answer. I did. You're getting Gordon Ramsay. You're getting Gordon Vira. All right. The next question is for you, too. I'll read. How about I'll read it to you and then you can answer it. And then okay. you can do the same for yeah. me. So yeah. uh, this one is uh, for Kenny from Ethan A. Uh, and he asks, do you have nightmares of zombies eating you? And Ethan A., for those of you who do not know, is one of is a second generation Haunted Heart member mm-hmm. and uh he's our littlest so he's fan a, he's a little fan uh so ethan um do i have nightmares of zombies eating me uh i'm pretty sure that i have uh wow this is really hard to answer <laughs> i think yes i think yes. yeah no i think it's perfectly fine i think listen um all you've got to do is listen if you're dreaming and zombies are attacking you you can do anything you want in your dream world so when i have dreams or nightmares of zombies attacking me i just pull out a huge flamethrower and just lay them all to waste and then i wake up and it's all better because you can do anything that you want in your dreams. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid Good of tactic. anything in your dreams. Yeah. Lucid dreaming. And then um, also for Katie from our dear Ethan. Do you have nightmares of ghosts turning you into skeletons? So I I don't know that I've had that particular nightmare. Um Something that might be helpful to keep in mind is that we are actually already a skeleton. So we have a skeleton in us that's very helpful. It's not a scary thing. Um, It helps us be able to support our body weight, and it helps us be able to move, and it helps us be able to hug our moms and dads. Mm -hmm. And uh, so skeletons are not inherently scary things if we shift our perspective to their usefulness and everything that they do for us because without a skeleton we would just be like a blob which wouldn't be that fun if you've ever seen a blob fish tell your mom to show you a blob fish it's not you don't want to be that so uh but if you're having dreams with scary ghosts like Kenny said, you can you can do anything in your dream world so maybe instead of the ghosts uh, trying to do something scary, maybe you could befriend them, and maybe they would teach you how to go flying mm-hmm. above the city, because I've heard that's quite pretty. So yeah. maybe the next time you come across a ghost in your dream, try to befriend him and take a take a midnight flight. This is really starting to sound like the plot to Insidious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't talk to him during the day, though. Like, if you see him when you're awake, tell your mom yeah. and tell her to call me, and uh, and then we'll do we'll do we'll, we'll do adult things. Um, but uh, yeah, as long as you don't see him during the day, it's fine. Okay. Are you reading the next one? I will. Okay. I will. So the next one is from Chris S. Uh, what is one topic you're scared slash nervous to do? And then he suggested number stations part two. <laughs> uh, one topic that I'm scared or nervous to do. Well, uh, longtime listeners will probably recall that while I am absolutely fascinated by aliens, I am also somewhat uh, hesitant to cover that topic on on the show uh, for two reasons, mainly. Um, 
One reason is there's a lot, a fucking lot of information that goes into alien lore and disclosure and talking about all of those different topics. There's a, there's a lot. There are people who spend their whole fucking lives researching this shit. I'm not sure why, um, but <laughs> they're very serious about it. And so, you know, when when I come to you guys with topics, I do I do always want to come correct, as they say. And there's just so much information um, to go over. There's it's also it's also a very hard topic to approach because it's like okay, there are lots of different types of aliens. Are we going to talk about mm-hmm. Greys? Are we going to talk about Nordics? Are we going to get into the whole reptilian thing? If you're getting into the whole reptilian thing, then you have to talk about the whole like anti-Semitism thing because whenever you go to an, a reptilian like lore uh, conspiracy theory website, if you read far enough, you're gonna hit hatred for the Jews. And I'm just not really into that as somebody who (laughs) very much likes to partake of the Jewish culture. And by that, I mean Jewish men. Um, (laughs) So, so that's, that's one side of it. And then the other side of it is aliens just plain scare me. Like, more so than uh, any murder that we'll talk about, any true crime um, topics that we'll talk about, any paranormal shit, hauntings, things like that, uh, demons. For some reason, it's just like aliens freak me the fuck out. And uh, I get genuinely freaked out. So I haven't I haven't approached that topic um, because I guess I would say I am both scared and nervous about it. And I just would want to do it justice. And I also don't want to get fucked with by aliens who may or may not be listening in on the podcast. If you are, please re- rate and review. Yeah, I mean, honestly, make sure you're subscribed. I don't know that we're listening. I don't know that we have any uh, alien listeners because I haven't seen that download on the uh, Libsyn portal. That's true. So. <laughs> Got to look really Funny. hard at those Colorado <laughs> downloads. Though. True. I want to know your answer to that. Well, question, first though. of all, I just want to say, just kind of pivoting off of what you have, to, what you just said. I opened up Twitter this morning and saw that aliens exist was trending on Twitter. Uh, yeah. And um, I'm like, I was like, what? L- like, literally, I was like, I can't deal with this. Like, if this is happening, <laughs> I can't. Because everyone last month all said that like up oh, here comes april what's next uh, aliens and then sure enough i log on to twitter today and i see aliens trending yeah yeah there was a whole um i'm not exactly to be honest with you i'm not 100 percent sure but there are a couple people that i follow who were talking about um disclosure having happened and this was like literally just like last night yeah and i have no idea what it was that happened because i saw it like on my lunch break and i was like i just it was not <laughs> right some sort of footage that was released yeah uh that was declassified and it appears to show ufos but uh, well i mean they found a um i mean how much fucking footage do we have of ufos but they found a craft that was described like there macaroni? was a, no. no there was a craft that was described in this uh navy it's always the fucking navy um in this like Navy write up and they were writing about the specifications of it. And basically like they were, it was very detailed obviously because it's military report. And um, these nerds online figured out that like, there's, there's no way that this thing could exist given the building materials that we have available to us. It had to be made of some sort of material that was 
uh, extraterrestrial. And so that happened a couple of years ago, I think. Um, so we've been creeping towards disclosure for this entire time. And I think it would be, I think it would be arrogant of us to assume that we are the only ones out there. But at the same time, I kind of have the same rule as I do with, with hauntings, just fucking stay out of my way. Don't <laughs> fucking touch me. Yeah. And we'll be cool. Yeah. Um, for me, it's, so it's, um, listen, y'all know that the fucking number stations shit freak me out. The, um, fucking Mandela. I'm not going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. I was just going to say. What would you do if I said Mulroney effect? Yeah. The Mulroney effect. Literally just. We had a whole episode on it. I, 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 I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I, I can't, I can't deal with this right now. I just cannot deal. I don't deal with it. Um, but I, those aren't topics that I like, those are very much in your <laughs> field of topics to cover. Those are so. not topics that I believe. In. <laughs> um, I don't believe in those. Um, but for me, a topic that I've always wanted to cover, but it's I'm actually more nervous to do because it would be really hard to do, and especially to do respectfully, um, would be the um, the suicide forest in Japan. Because oh, I think yeah. that it's really like I think that there's a lot there, but like you, it I just don't know that I would personally be able to like. I just don't know. Do like, the research for that one. I don't, yeah, it's on I mean, our topic list, actually. It's been suggested to us a couple times, and it's on our topic list. But Yeah, like, it's just, it, I would be nervous about doing it just because it's, you know, it's just such a t- touchy subject, and, yeah. like, I would want to do it, but I would want to make sure that we do it right, mm-hmm. and that we do it, um, yeah, just do it right, and... So I that would be one that I'm like interested in, but would be I would be nervous to do. Yeah. So yeah. next question from Kristen B. If you could choose to have undeniable proof that one paranormal entity or cryptid actually existed, which one would you choose, and why? Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> No, absolutely not. <laughs> Listen, I would I'm like, want... you're going to work hard for that proof. You better get ready. No, <laughs> I no, I'm not putting that out into the universe. I, I still believe that I'm the one that fucked us up when I started that podcast episode with <laughs> miss us with that. Oh, with those, yeah. Yeah. With the good vibes. Um, no, yeah. When you misquoted me, when you misquoted yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did that. Leave I, it to the professionals. Please. I did that. Um. I would, you know what? I just want to know. Let me know. Is Bigfoot real? I was going to say Bigfoot. I was going to say Bigfoot. Oh, I just feel I was like. Say Bigfoot. I, Bigfoot. I need to know. Is, is is he. What's going on with you, buddy? <laughs> what's going on with Joe? What's going on what's with going you? What's going on with you, Foot? I want to know what you, what's going on. Like, are you. I, you know, you always. When you think of cryptid, like Bigfoot's one of those big names, right? Yeah. And, um,. I would hope for him to be real. I feel like Bigfoot would be a pretty chill dude. Yeah. I feel like he'd be cool. I uh okay, so I was going to say Bigfoot cuz Bigfoot has those good vibes. Yeah. Um and and that's always nice. Um but because you took my happy one. Wow. Now I'll say the the fucking terrifying one, which is um Men in Black. 
No, God, why do you see? I want to know if they exist, but at the same time, I think that I would literally fucking shit myself. I think there's there are there's there's a couple like that's another thing we haven't covered. <laughs> there's stories online, yeah, and and part of it is because there's so much information, and again, it ties in with aliens because Men in Black show up when there's a weird. Um, you know, when there's an event involving a UFO or when there's something involving extraterrestrial, you know, beings or, or something like weird happens. Um, and then men in black are not far behind, right? That's when you, that's when people have encounters with these entities. So if you don't know, men in black are these like seemingly human, but not quite, it's not the fucking Will Smith movie. The Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones movie, that was fun. That was a fun time. We all laughed at that as children, and we were like, ha, 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 this is fun. But in reality, men in black are are fucking creatures of horror. Um, and there are stories that you can read online of, like, encounters with uh, suspected men in black. Um, and there's a really good book on it that I don't have the fucking name of in front of me right this second, but I will try to Google it and post it on our social media or something. Um, but uh, I'm sure if you Google Google Men in Black book, it'll pop up. Not the novel based on the screenplay. I was going to so, say. Because my friend actually wrote that, the sequel. The sequel or, or third one or whatever. The, the most recent Men in Black movie. He wrote the novel. Who? Adaptation. Uh, R.S. Belcher. Really? Yeah, yeah. He wrote that. I didn't know that. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Fuck. Okay. Absolutely. To Absolutely. You. Yes. So, but that franchise, the Men in Black franchise with Will Smith and his fine ass, like that was a great time. And what Men in Black actually are is fucking horrifying uh, entities because it's like they're they're not so much like malevolent. They're they are very much in like the uncanny valley type. I guess of horror, mm-hmm. I guess, um, where they're 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 masquerading as human, but they are not human. It is it is like some other, like extraterrestrial, perhaps, uh, performance of human. And so there's there, like there's one situation mm-hmm. where this uh, Men in Black, uh, this lady was on a subway by herself, and this guy got on, and he had like his he sat down, and his pants leg rode up a little bit, of course, and there were all these wires and shit like coming out of his legs and it was very weird. And his skin was like kind of gray looking. He didn't look like he was doing well (laughs) and he, he didn't have any like lips. Oh no. But it was like he had, there was like just like red lipstick where there should be lips to denote a mouth, but there was actually just a hole there so mm-hmm. yeah they're fucking terrifying mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. we will cover it we will cover them at some point but i i i gotta know i would want to know if they're real uh, but more so i would want to know if bigfoot's real because i don't ever want to have a run-in with a man in black <laughs> because i would i would probably i'd i would genuinely probably piss myself <laughs> uh, yeah the fuck <laughs> is going on in your head you with these number stations and men in black and all this shit crazy ass shit wild ass shit i'm just over here with my wild fucking, ass shit i'm just over here with my fucking ghosts and bigfoot like i mean to be fair i would i would rather know if bigfoot was real because the 
to know if the men in black are real is to know too you much, just, in my opinion. Yeah. You crazy girl. Anywho, more on that later. <laughs> you crazy girl. All right, Sarah G., my girl Sarah G. wants to know, uh, what do you think you've improved on most since starting the podcast, whether it's something technical or something personal? Which is an interesting question <laughs> to pose to two pieces of trash. Um, no. I, so I will say, uh, so there are definitely technical things uh, that I will probably let you speak on because you're a little bit more technical than I am. Um, I, I'll say I think we kind of have have fallen into a good rhythm for like format of the show. I think, um, people generally tend to like the kind of back and forth where you'll tell me a story one week. I'll tell you a story one week Mm -hmm. in the beginning. We kind of started, you know, the earlier episodes, we, we, we had this great idea that we would do a theme again because I'm topical. Yeah. We were like, it'll be a theme. Well, but also because it was so such a vague theme, it would be like it'd be like vampires. vampires. We're gonna talk about them all, all of them, the whole thing, <laughs> and and then like werewolves or like you know, and we'd pull like a couple interesting cases or whatever. But now it's kind of like, well, can we do vampires part two? <laughs> like, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> I. And I think I'm pretty well, like when we were planning this shit out, I was like, Katie, like we go run out of shit to talk about. And you're like, no, it's fine. <laughs> well, I yeah, I was like, it'll be fine um, because, uh, yeah, I don't know. But I, I think I the earlier episodes, although they are fun, they are fun for the whole like, you know, because it's kind of like a grab bag kind of feel. I do think that the, um, you know, the way that we're doing things now with a little bit more of a focus on a specific story um has been i mean it definitely has been palatable to people who are listening we've gotten good feedback on it and um and it also just kind of feels good it feels like we kind of have a rhythm and we'll we'll bounce around between horror and paranormal and uh you know cryptids and true crime um but that that clarity and focus on the one particular story or if it is sort of a curated episode on the commonalities between a couple different stories i think has been um has been really good yeah it's helped us dig deeper yeah i would i would be in agreement with that i think it allows us to just have more of an open conversation about the topic and allows us to um go into detail a bit Mm -hmm. more and have more conversation around it versus having to cram like two subjects or two things into you know an hour and 15 minute right or or to, to just like cover something so broadly you know yeah um yeah, I would be in agreement. I think for me, well, for one thing, we most definitely have not improved on our fucking intro. <laughs> that Looking continues to be a struggle for us. Yeah. Um, let us know your ideas <laughs> of starting the show. Oh, God. Send them to us at the Haunted Art Podcast at gmail.com. Well, there, I mean, there's shows that we listen to that, like, you know, there's a specific, like, there's a there's a set intro. And I mean, we could do that, but it just seems very, it seems very hard to transition from like very scripted intro to like the trash fire beyond. (laughs) And I kind of feel like, you know, our intro is kind of like just sliding, sliding you right on into the trash. But you never let me just hit record and have us 
That's because I could like burp uh, uh, into the mic or something. Like I, I can't have that. You do that Not. anyway. Sometimes you no. do that. I, Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I think that we have probably definitely most improved on um, sound quality. Yeah. <laughs> um, occasionally. <laughs> Sometimes it might be dicey. Occasionally, but for the most part, but for the most part, um, it's pretty consistent. I mean, I think that we definitely have a better setup than what we, yeah, had even since late last year. Yeah, (laughs) um, or even a few months ago at that. So, uh, it. I think we definitely have a better setup. I think that, um, uh, and I just think that it's, um. I think we're getting like in a space where we can record comfortably um, and like also again, like kind of piggybacking off what Katie said with uh, just finding our rhythm and, um, and just like kind of like giving, this is going to sound bad, but kind of like giving less of a fuck, (laughs) but still you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, like yeah. If we, it's not not letting it stress us out so yes, much. Like yes. maintaining that this is us coming together. Like this is like friend time coming together right. where we're talking, and it's not like a job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's that we have to do. There have definitely been times where I think we were in more of a headspace where we did look at it more as a job, and you know. There have been times where, I mean, we always, we both always bring our best every week and we laugh and joke about the whole, you know, trash talent thing, which is absolutely fair. Um, But we do try to bring our best when we record, but there's a, there's a different sort of vibe um, when, when you aren't necessarily looking at it as a job and you are kind of, you know, you're, you, we have that lightness about it and we have that kind of like that vibe going on. Um, and we have, we have found our way back to that. So that's nice. And, um, I'll also just say that I think we found a, both in finding a good rhythm as far as like topics and how we're handling episodes and how we're structuring episodes. I think we found a good rhythm in, you know, our, our recording kind of schedule, our recording pipeline. And we kind of have felt less, I guess, um, there have been less breakdowns in the <laughs> in the in like the scheduling chain, if that makes sense. Like yeah, there's yeah. There, there it hasn't we haven't gone a month without releasing an episode for one. <laughs> um, but yeah, time time management, I guess that would be yeah, has been has been better. We've been able to kind of like get things out a little early and like try to, you know, have have a little bit of time, have a little bit of breathing space, sure. I guess. Yeah. Next question from Sarah G. Damn, Gurger. Uh, which episode stands out as your favorite so far? Uh, for me, I'm going to have to say it is our first Christmas special. I believe uh-huh. it was Satan Baby. Yeah. Uh, just because it was so fucking good. And I don't give a shit what <laughs> anybody says. I will toot my own fucking horn. Like, like we wrote that fucking poem. Like, we recorded that fucking poem at the start of it. And the editing on that shit was amazing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, the ending was great. Like, if you listen to the music, to the, the outro The ending music, still gives me chills. It's fair. that The ending of that does give me it's chills. It's fucking beautiful. And it's mm-hmm. so crazy because it's a fucking Christmas episode, which is, like, baffling to me. Yeah. But... 
it's hands down my favorite episode that we've ever done. Yeah. I don't really know what happens. Like, we, we started this podcast and we were like, fuck yeah. October's going to be amazing. We're going to do all the shit. And then, like, both Octobers that we've been on the air, it's just kind of been our lives, our personal lives have been a trash fire. And so it just hasn't really, it just hasn't really worked out. Well, and But then Christmas, like, the holidays, the conventional holidays, are like, for some reason, Christmas is when we like are able to put, it, when put we the exceed. pieces of ourselves back together, and I'm just like, "What the fuck? This yeah. is not a Christmas podcast." But anyway, <laughs> um, my favorite is Mandela Effect. Fuck you. Um, just fuck because you. I like to talk about reality being subjective and uh, and not real, and I like to upset Kenny. I also like the Australia episode. That That's was a good. way way throwback. Oh, yeah. The Australian episode was good. And our fucking first episode, man. Like, hell yeah. The one that started it all. Yeah. I think that we love that one, too. Yeah. So. I didn't listen to that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. Sarah G says, if you had to change your names, what would you change them to? Well, I will be changing mine to Viola Cross. <laughs> Because I just love that. Yeah. Okay. I love it. All right, Viola. Into it, Viola Cross. Queen of Bridge. Nah, girl. <laughs> um. Oh God, change my name. Um. I don't think that I would. You I don't wouldn't. think that I would change my name if you had. Well, I guess she said if you had to change your name, what would you? What would yeah, you if you got in trouble with to? the law. Um, when um, give me when Sarah McLaughlin finally Sarah files McLaughlin her case comes up against and, us, yeah, um, for using her music on an ad. Just I'm you going I'm going to be simple, and you I'm just going to change my name to Kendra. Kendra, Kendra. not Kenna, no. like, like Starbucks, like no. I'm going to call. I'm going to change my name to Kendra. 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 Got it. Yes. Got it. Okay into it um uh, buddy l wants to know what we think of these and the this is a website that goes to uh baddragon.com yeah, she linked us to bad dragon <laughs> linked us to baddragon.com which if huh. i'm not mistaken is a uh website for the sexual pleasures it's a website for dragon themed dildos oh, uh, yeah. they also have a quite interesting looking tentacle dildo oh god as well uh i think there might even be a trilobite dildo <laughs> I don't even want to begin to know what the fuck that is. It's a fossil oh. from the pre uh from oh. the like age of the dinosaurs. Wow. You never saw a trilobite? They no, were like all the did. rage in middle school. Wow, ninety five dollars. Yeah, they're very expensive. Fifty five dollars. Yeah, they're very expensive. Hmm. Yeah. Well okay. I think it's uh I think it's a quarantine. Oh, they've got merchandise. And... Yeah. Like you can buy stickers. Yeah. I mean, you got to let everybody know what you're using on There's your, your hoo-ha. <laughs> there are dick pens. There are dick pens. That's interesting. A phone anchor. We call those pop sockets. Wow. <laughs> we call those We call them cock sockets. sockets here. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think um, it's a quarantine and sounds like a good time. We got to entertain ourselves how we can. So. I mean, whatever. I... Where'd you get the mold for that, honey? Lil squirts, lil vibes, lil vibe. Co- that bit, what? 
Okay. All right. Next. Is that what I mean when I say hit me with them good vibes? I probably. Should, I, that is what girl. I mean. Um, P.O. Box 6047, Leesburg, Virginia <laughs> 20178. Hit me with them good vibes. <laughs> you know, if Bad Dragon wants a sponsorship deal, we could talk about it. We'll talk to him. Okay. Next question is from Stephanie C. How did you two meet? Well. Oh, well. I don't know. One day this bitch just showed up at my damn doorstep with a fucking microphone and she was like, <laughs> you're going to fucking record this with me. Hi. And she was like, we welcome on- to the Haunted Heart podcast. <laughs> we met, she, she put out a Craigslist ad and I responded. <laughs> Missed connection. <laughs> um, so we met. We have now been friends. It's 2020. We've been friends for like 15 years. Yeah. Jesus, fuck. It's a lot. lot. Yeah. So we met in high school. We're high school sweethearts. High school. Um, We met in high school. Kenny was nothing like he is now. He was super shy and super quiet. Um, He had a shaved head. It was really cool. Uh, (laughs) Thinking about doing that again, actually. He was like super grump. Um, But yeah, we met in our high school drama teacher, whose name was Leslie Barger. May she rest in peace. Uh, She um, kind of brought us together as like part of the drama department or whatever. And Kenny fell in love with me. And... (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, We just sort of uh, hit it off and fell in love with each other. And it was great. Uh And we just were like, yeah, okay. Um, and then we, yeah, I mean, it's just not, it's not really that interesting of a story. No, not really. Just met in high school. I mean, you know, we did, we, uh, my senior year, uh, I decided to join drama. I had always wanted to, I'd always wanted to join drama, but I was so like in a shell of like yeah. afraid to he do anything. He was very reserved. And very reserved and like just didn't want to do anything. Just wanted to go there, get out and then like you know, just stay as normal as possible, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. I am normal. Do not see me as anything other than normal. Right. Um, And I was in, I was kind of in with the art classes mostly because that was just, like, something that you could do to yourself mm-hmm. versus, like, drama was always something that just seemed really, like, loud and, like... Participatory. And participatory and, and, and like, you had to, like, it. you had to, you know... Tell people about yourself, right? <laughs> um, and I was always just like, oh, like they look like they're having so much fun in there, but no, I'm not going to do it. But then my senior year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And I had a lot of fun and glad I did. And then went and did the uh, did our uh, spring uh, play, The Importance of Being Earnest, and had a great time. And I'm super happy that I did that. Yeah. So that's how we met. Me. Two. Next question from Joey R. What is the scariest paranormal experience you've ever had, if any? You gonna go uh, first, or am I? I, I, first? I almost. I thought I was waiting for you, but then I was thinking. Um. Some, uh, I don't know. I think probably. I mean, just probably growing up, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but uh, my mother used to work at this like really creepy uh, building downtown. Um, and it was really like, like you would go in and you would see like shadows that would 
like move around. You'd see them in the, the like round mirrors in the corner. Like we would play hide and go seek there. And then like I would be hiding and I'd look up and I would see like a, just like a figure standing like in the mirror, which is fucking terrifying. Um, and there was just lots of creepy shit that happened like in on the second level of this building. And I just got really bad vibes, tons of bad vibes from this building. Um, and I do believe that a couple of the owners of said building may or may not have like met a rather not so great end. So it just wasn't great. Um, so probably that. Um, most of my paranormal experiences have not been on the scary side. Um, they've been rather positive. It's either been, uh, people in my family or other, um, benevolent entities, spirits, whatever, um, you want to term them, um, that I have come across. So most of my experiences, the vast majority, actually, I would say of my experiences have been not scary at all. Um, the exception to that that I can think of is, uh, when I actually last year, when I went to the Edinburgh, Edinburgh, um, vaults under the street, um, I went with a friend who of course knew that it was going to be like a nightmare fest. And she knows that I'm like quite sensitive to these things and she kind of is too. So she took me there having already been there once and knowing the kind of like vibe that the place has. Mm -hmm. Um, but she's like a super spooky bitch too. So, you know, we get along famously and, um, she took me there, which of course I loved it, but also I was just like, fuck, like it really, 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 really messed with me. Um, and it was just a general sense of, like, it wasn't any any one particular entity, I don't think. Um, it was just the, the overwhelming sense of desperation yeah. felt by, you know, all of the people that had passed through that space, the people who had to live there, because it was where the most desperate people were living. Um, so that, that sense of desperation really has like kind of seeped into the walls there and, and made it a very heavy place and a place that, you know, by the end of, um, the tour that we were on, I, I was really, 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 um, needing to get out, get some fresh air and kind of decompress from that one. Um, but that's the only experience that I can think of that was markedly scary or bad or anything like that most of my experiences have been rather positive yeah Hmm. so well um next one we have is from ghosty mama who wants to know katie will you marry me heart eyes emoji fire emoji black heart emoji (laughs) um i don't know send us an email at the haunted heart podcast at gmail.com let's see how we get on you know, maybe Bad Dragon can hook it up. Oh, my Ghosty God. Mama. <laughs> Bad Dragon. Maybe I can have another great paranormal experience, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. And then someone uh, by the name. Oh, no, of- no, no, no. Middle-aged stripper. Oh, yeah. Middle-aged stripper. Yeah. Uh, get that. Actually, you read the past two. Uh, middle-aged stripper said, oh, uh, get that money, babe. Red heart emoji, flying stack of money emoji. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even a fucking question. It wasn't. Even, it literally made no sense. I posted that. So yeah, I posted that. 
and then got that response. And yeah, I it was, was like, like, ask us questions for our hundredth episode. We'll answer them on the air. <laughs> she was just like, get, get that, that money, money, babe. But and I didn't put this on here, but like also there was apparently there's also someone else responded. Yeah. Um, that was a that is apparently a music producer. Yeah. Did you see that yes, one? Yes, I did. I was I like, was like what, what the, the fuck? fuck? And I went to go look. You know, they apparently have credits for like Lil Wayne. Really? Like Snoop Dogg. Like, it's a legitimate. They like, trying to they trying to turn up with the haunted heart. I don't. We know. trying to get a rap feature. I don't know. I mean, I could. I don't know. You know, That's I can run this thing. now. So, like, listen. Message him back if you're listening and you want to feature us on something. Like, well, we could talk. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, they're very, they're pretty legitimate. Like from what I've researched, like lots of big the names. The fuck we gonna be featured on? I grow out of featured um, on the, the fucking stay spooky rap on the fucking news when we lose <laughs> our goddamn minds. So the next question isn't credited to anybody. So I like to think that it's a continuation of middle aged strippers' message, even though I know that it's not. <laughs> Uh, so she said, get that money, babe, red heart emoji, flying stack of money emoji. And then there's like a big space. And then the next question is, what is the most depressing meal you've eaten? Oh, that one was <laughs> for me. Is it really? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. That one's for me. You asked like... questions of yourself at a and a for your own fucking <laughs> podcast. You Leo. No. Bastard. No. I saw that question and I was like, this is a great question. Let me just add it into this <laughs> oh my since God. nobody else else asked it i was like this is great let me just throw it in here this fake ass question i don't know answer it well no, what's the answer real, that you've prepared for this question i didn't that you prepare wanted so an badly answer. to answer i didn't prepare an answer <laughs> i think no i will my most depressing meal that i have ever eaten mm-hmm. eaten eaten <laughs> whoa <laughs> it's going well that i have ever eaten god oh that's my mother coming out <laughs> honestly um uh probably would be growing up and my mother went we wouldn't have anything to eat so we would just put a pot of noodles on and then cut up some hot dogs and throw it into the pot of bear noodles there might yeah. be butter in there just depending and that was dinner You got to do what you got to do sometimes, man. Interestingly, my most depressing meal also involves a hot dog. (laughs) Uh, Not that kind of hot dog. Um, Uh. I so I actually will still eat this now sometimes when I'm just like feeling like just not trying. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I will get like the because y'all know I don't eat pork. If you didn't now, you know. I don't eat pork. Your girl ain't had it since I was like, I God, I haven't eaten it. How old? How the fuck old am I? I probably haven't had pork in literally like Over almost twenty, 20 years. years. Right? Almost twenty. Um, not quite twenty, which is crazy. Um, so yeah, but I will get the vegan hot dogs, like the like the veggie hot dogs. Yeah, I don't think they're vegan. They might be vegan. Um. But I get like the little veggie hot dogs that come in the little pack, and I will take one of those. I will wrap it in a paper towel, and I will heat it for 20 seconds in the microwave. And then I will take a slice of American cheese, and I will roll the hot dog in the slice of American cheese, and then I'll just I'll just eat it. 
Wow, I'm I'm actually fucking depressed right now. Yeah. (laughs) You've actually depressed (laughs) me. (laughs) It's, uh... Shit. Yeah, I'll do that. I still do that, actually. Um, My last grocery shop, I went to the... I went to the... I guess I was just, like, banking on being depressed at some point in the next three weeks. So I I got a pack. (laughs) I love that you prepare for your fucking depression like a Virgo. (laughs) Like the fucking Virgo you are. I was like, well, you know, I just want to have these on hand just in case I get into a delicate headspace i'm gonna have a mental breakdown in about maybe three to five days so let me go ahead and get these <laughs> planned out wow Smart it on the I, I do love that both of our um meals do include the hot dog true. you gotta you gotta have that that common that element sausage. there and i do believe that our next sets of questions come from our moderators yeah it's the lightning round from our facebook group which you should be uh joining if you aren't already absolutely you should search the haunted heart podcast on facebook it's a closed group so you don't have to worry about your aunt nancy figuring out that you're a weirdo yeah all right so lightning 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 wow for you Aitning. what did i say what did i say Aiton. Aiton. okay great. lightning round for you and then you can do the same for me you're only able to answer with one question one word please don't answer with a question um coke or pepsi coke Boxers or briefs? Briefs. Shaved or natural? In between. Specify. <laughs> well, not, but like so bushy. Kempt. Kempt. Clean. Kempt. Yeah, got it. Okay. Clean. Uh, what's I your- tried that. I, 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 I tried that, that full shave one time. No. Not great. It's no. no like never, It's never, let me tell you, it is some, you know, women, dealer's choice. Men, Never do that. No, I'm going to tell you what. It is the worst. So, like, went full on. And so, like, it's really interesting because, like, it feels really nice. You know what well, I mean? Well, I would like, imagine because you don't have any, like, anything in the way. Well, it, it like, it just your skin feels really nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, until it starts growing back. And then until you, it starts growing and back. Itchy and especially, especially on your balls. Like, yeah. Wow. Whoa, uncomfortable. Can't yeah, sit. It is good. awful. Don't do it. It's but keep good. your shit. I mean, do what you want to. It's your body. But I mean, you know. But I personally prefer a kempt space. Mm-hmm. Sweep the house. Mop the floor. Yeah. Keep yourself. Uh, what's your favorite nut? Dot dot dot. My left one for milk. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, my favorite nut. I guess almond. How many nuts can you milk? You, we can milk a lot of things <laughs> in this world. Um, almond. One trade off. Huh? Want to trade off? Oh yeah. It's not part of the lightning. Oh, round. I was this like, what? I'm gonna answer them. I was now. like, is this a almond yes or no? Almond is a fully respectable nut milk. Um. Okay. What about you? What's your nut milk? Uh, I prefer. I actually. I mean, I don't think I can say soy because soy is a soy bean. Isn't, oh yeah, it's a it's bean. A soy it's bean. Not a I mean, I guess if I have to pick a nut specifically, almond milk is tried and true, and I use it in everything. But um, I like cashew. Cashew is milk. great. It's you do sweet. have to be careful with the almond milk though, because almonds, if you eat too much of like, if you have too many almonds, uh-huh. it can fuck your stomach up. Because there's I've never like a, hit that limit. Uh, I have. There's a there's actually a chemical in almonds that if you consume too much of it can cause insane stomach issues and like cramps. And I hit that one time and it is awful. Mm. So don't do it. Jesus fuck. How many almonds did you eat? We're not going to go there. God. 
What about you, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Boxers or briefs? Boxer briefs. We love to see them. Instantly oh, gives a man a beautiful ass. Wait, that's what I meant for mine. I said briefs, didn't I? You committed to the tidy whities No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs are great. Boxer briefs are the best of both worlds. Um, I will also respect a man who wears boxers because it's kind of like a dad vibe. I'm into it. I can get down. Your ass looks great in boxer briefs, though. Um, but uh, I, I'm just not—I'm just not into the briefs look. It's just never been a thing for me. I mean, live your life. If I was a—if tr- I was really just being a true homosexual, I would just say a jock. But um, I'm not going to nah. do that. Nah, I just—I'm a. Actually, though, I will say this: the assless briefs from Andrew Christian are mm. amazing. Andrew Christian makes great underwear for the gay men. Okay. Maybe we can look into a sponsorship from them. Uh, I'll do the Andrew Christian. You'll do the Bad Dragon. Absolutely. It'll be great. For a fun time, we'll swap them. <laughs> Probably. Me. What was the next? No, what was the next one? It was, um, oh yeah, shaven or natural? Uh, landing strip. Mm. Okay. Very Virgo. <laughs> Okay, that's Clean respectable. Lines. Yeah, yeah, just very straightforward. Yeah, all right. I'm. I mean, I'm not into it, but um. <laughs> all right. I mean, I'm very into this. But yeah. um, yeah, makes sense. Makes Excellent. sense. Okay. Um, Danielle wants to know what's your favorite thing about your moderators. I love our murder mod squad. I really do. Um, I just like that. I I feel like. Our moderators, if you guys don't know, we're talking about the moderators for the Facebook group, uh, Danielle and Christy. Um, I like that they are on top of things without being like the bossy girls in the sandbox. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like in a similar situation, I feel like I would be the bossy girl in the sandbox. For fucking sure. And they're just so like chill. Like they just have an inherent coolness about them and... Because of that, they are able to, like, be on top of things and truly moderate, but also, like, not, like, not escalate things unnecessarily, not, like, be breathing down everybody's fucking necks. Like, they interact with everybody in the group, I feel like, and, um, you know, it's, they're not, like, Big Brother, which I was worried about when we, when we named moderators. I mean, I knew that our moderators would do a great job, but I was I was worried about the whole concept of there being moderators. We like the group to feel very open and to feel very much like a safe space um, for discussion. And, you know, we don't want anybody to feel policed. And so I just appreciate that the, you know, the Murder Mod Squad is, is – and they're fucking on top of it, dude. Like, they – I – suck at moderating the facebook group like they catch things way before me all the time katie's usually the last the last to come in like i'll check in on the group chat and just be like oh okay oh what happened great (laughs) oh what happened oh this happened oh it's taken care of i was out great milking cashews it's fine (laughs) milking cashews or milking bad dragons who's to say (laughs) multitasking Yeah, I would have to be in agreement. My favorite thing about the moderators um, is just that they're really cool. Just fucking cool ass chicks. Like, 
I mean, they're just great. Um, and like, I love our little like moderator, you know, chat that we have going on and we're just able to like be open with each other and, you know, talk about a bunch of, um, you know, really cool things with like, that's going on like within each of our lives and stuff like that. So, and they um, also help us plan like some really cool things. Yeah. Yeah. We have some cool engagement stuff going down for the Facebook group. And, you know, a lot of that has been motivated, by the moderators. Um, yeah. So, you know, Christy and Danielle have some really awesome ideas um, for, you know, stuff that we will be rolling out this summer. And so if you aren't on the Facebook group, again, I would encourage you to um, just search the Haunted Heart podcast on Facebook and and definitely join us there because that's, that's where we're – I mean, Kenny and I are in that group every day. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think there was one last one from Christy, right? Mm-hmm. I guess I should read that one. Yeah. My phone locked. Um, (laughs) All right. Uh, Why are your mods so awesome? I believe we covered this in We did. We did, girl. Ma'am. If if you're interested in jerking your chain, perhaps you should check out baddragon.com. Put a a dash in between bad and dragon, though. Otherwise, you're going to get to a busted URL. Uh, Why are they so pretty? I don't know, but they are. They really are. They're They're fucking gorgeous. They're way prettier than we are. And I'm not jealous of that. Uh, is it hard being around that much talent? It is. It is. It is hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not even going front. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's really hard. We struggle, you know, to live Mm -hmm. in your shadow. Uh Uh-huh. We do. Oh, speaking of talent, though, our moderators actually launched their own podcast. That is true. Which we should shout out now because (laughs) they they are quite talented. (laughs) They... (laughs) hate me because they feel like i they're like kenny everyone's gonna fucking hate our show because you just talk about it so much (laughs) i'm just like i don't give a fuck whatever this is part of my like this half my podcast yeah i'm gonna talk about it if i want to remember that time i called it snacks with stein that's its name. Or Steen. I said Steen. snacks with Steen. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I think about that a lot. A lot of times when I'm laying in bed trying to go to sleep, I'm like, man, I said snacks with Steen. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> you did. You did do that. I did. You I did. did. Do that. But yeah, if you haven't checked out snacks with Steen. Stein. Or whoever. Um, you You should definitely go check it out. Yeah, it's a really when fun When do they show. release episodes? I don't know because I'm on the Patreon feed, so they, I, they just get emailed to me and then I listen to yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, we I listen early, so I get the Whatever. early feeds, but um, they do listen <laughs> We get the weekly. early feeds? <laughs> I mean, we do. We get the early feeds for being a Patreon supporter, so you should too. Uh, uh, but no, they do release weekly, um, and uh, so one week they cover a Goosebump book. The next week they cover a Fear Street novel. Um, oh, yeah. so it's really cool. You kind of get best of both worlds. So if you're not like super into Goosebumps, but maybe into Fear Street, mm-hmm. like, you know, they have episodes for both different Which styles. is cool for me personally, because I read more of the Goosebump books than I did the Fear Street books. Same. And it's awesome for me because like, I'm very familiar with the Goosebumps, but not so familiar with the Fear Street. And mm-hmm. I'm like finding that like, damn, Fear Street was like, it was a kind lot. of the shit. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck were you writing, R.L. Stein? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't remember this. R. This isn't Stein. my R.L. Stein. 
that I remember. Maybe it was R.L. Steen. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking cannot. They're over there. <sighs> they're they're rolling in their murder moderator graves right now because did we, we bury them? <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> well, you know, we just have to have somewhere in the to keep where them. We keep them. <laughs> you know, until they are needed Love for it. the show. So Love it. And speaking of the show, it's fucking over. It's time. We're done with Bye. it. <laughs> Bye. I'm done. Good, goodbye. If you See guys... you in the next 100 episodes, yeah, okay? Exactly. Uh, if you guys want to um, connect with us on social media, we had a lot of fun today. We would mm-hmm. love to have more fun on social media. Um, if you still have questions for us that we didn't answer... Um, you can find us on Instagram at the Haunted Heart Podcast, on Twitter at the Haunted Heart. You can search for us, the Haunted Heart Podcast, on Facebook. If you'll like our Facebook page, you can keep up to date with all of the news and events when we go to Nebraska to drink Jessica J's booze. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, check us out there. Definitely, definitely join the closed Facebook group. It's where all the happening is. Sorry, we're fucking boomers. I can't do anything for you on that. Facebook's where we are. <laughs> um, we are also on patreon.com slash the haunted heart. Um, and if you check us out there, you can become a supporter of the show, which we really appreciate. Um, and uh, you can get access to our Patreon only discord server where you can chat with us in real time. We can also do voice chats um, and you can get access to a whole bunch of bonus material that is uh, accessible only by Patreon folk. Yeah. I think actually someone commented on uh, the makeup videos that we did for October that one time during uh-huh. our first October. Uh-huh. Um, and they were like, oh my gosh, we need like a mil- a billion trillion more of these. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we could maybe do, we could do something. You You guys want makeup? We could do makeup. Oh God. <laughs> That might be fun. Okay. Yeah. But all basically right. we do all sorts of like, we, we do some like, we'll go to some spooky places on Patreon. We do some spooky smut. It's fun. So check us out there um, if you are willing and able. And of course, uh, we big shout out to everybody who is already a Patreon supporter. We couldn't have gotten to 100 episodes without mm-hmm. you guys. Like you are the third partner here in the room um, with us as we're recording uh, because Kenny was talking about the, you know, we've come a long way as far as our technical equipment and our sound quality and things like that. And we couldn't have done that without your money Uh, and love. (laughs) No, seriously. Um, You know, we, we couldn't, we couldn't have progressed to this stage without the support of, you know, everybody, but definitely the Patreon folks who are, you know, literally investing in the podcast. So, yeah, business partners or Hell yeah. uh, uh, what, a polyamorous relationship we are in with them. I love that. I love that framework. That clicks everything right into focus for me. Fuck yeah, man. It's good that, that they're on great. the internet. I'm so glad though. you did all of that and I don't have to do that. <laughs> great work. Great yeah. work, honestly. Thank you. Truly brilliant. But Thank then that you. means that I have to kind of segue us into the end. <laughs> so it's the end. <laughs> That's where we're ending it. But thank you guys so much for supporting us um, through 100 episodes. Uh, It's insane that we're even here Mm -hmm. um, and that we're still doing this. And uh, and that, you know, 
you're here with us, uh, mm-hmm. both um, just listening to us or even if you're a Patreon supporter, whatever. Um, like we said at the show when we did our invocations, you're all, you're all, every single last one of you, um, from our Facebook group members to our Patreon supporters to people who just listen to us casually, and even those motherfuckers that have yet to leave us a review um, <laughs> on Google, uh, you're all in our in our dark little hearts, and we appreciate you, and we love you. Absolutely. Well said, my friend. Well said. And until we see you next time for episode 101, you know what you got to do, folks. Bye.